Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck. I'm a retired accountant turned truck driver. I have reduced my debt to zero in a short matter of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Should you work at increasing your pay at your full-time job, or should you look into starting a side hustle? We'll talk about these options. Be back in one moment. We're going to explore our finances and figure out how to improve them. Reduce Debt, Increase Wealth is a podcast to inform those to improve personal finances, whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. Should you work for a pay raise at your current full-time position, or should you look into starting a side hustle? Why not do both? You're going to be at your full-time job on a regular basis. Why not do things to improve your career? For some reason, you decide you don't like that career, then you can start looking at a side hustle. Or if you need money quickly and it doesn't look like you're going to get a pay raise anytime soon, you can do a side hustle as a temporary gig to make some quick cash if there's such a thing. But before you do all that, you must consider, is your full-time job a career choice that you're working to improve yourself? Is this a company you see yourself working for long-term or is it just a stepping stone to move up the ladder in your particular career field? All these things are to be taken into consideration. If you're trying to work up the ladder, whether you're going to stay in the current company or try to find new employment down the road, you need to do the best you can do. But in the meantime, you need to also know when and how to ask for a pay raise. If you don't ask, most likely you won't receive. But before you even get to that point, you got to do your homework. You have to keep track of all the good achievements that you've done, the date, what it was, and what you did. So you have a journal that you keep, you don't tell anybody about, you keep on all what you feel are your achievements or what you're contributing to that company. I go to, I have an article from thebalancecareer.com, how often should you ask for a raise? It's a good article. It talks about... um, how to negotiate a salary, for instance, how often to ask and how often not to ask for a pay raise. If you're fairly new with the company, you got to be there at least one year before asking for a pay raise. Also, if you're fairly new, set yourself up a work journal and document what they ask you to do, what you have done, and how well you've done. So if, you, if you've done a project already and you did a good job, just note everybody to congratulate you. How high up the boss ladder did they say something positive about your work? 
Raises are not guaranteed, and then some companies may have a work employee performance at a six or 12 month intervals. Maybe if you're new, they might have it at a three month if you're on probation. And then later on a year from there, or maybe they have pay raises at uh, their year end or fiscal year end or calendar year end. So you shouldn't ask for more once a year, but you need to get along with your current boss or your most direct supervisor. In my in my career, the position I had where I got the most frequent pay raises and the best pay raises is when I had my most direct supervisor like me. We got along really good. And I covered for him when he was out because he had medical issues. And he helped me get pay raises on a more frequent basis, which I was really happy about. So if you don't like your current most direct boss, don't try to work around him. Try to make amends. You don't have to like him personally. We're talking about liking a person professionally. Are they good at what they do? Are they helping you advance your career in any way? Be kind and considerate and don't be obvious that you may not like them personally. You know, that don't mean you have to go out to lunch with them. That don't mean you have to go out for drinks after work or anything like that. You don't have to socialize them. Just have a reasonable excuse of why you're not going. Like, I don't drink alcohol would be a good thing. Why should I go out if I don't drink alcohol? I don't like going to bars. Come up with a good reason why, but don't say something. And then later on, they catch you doing what you said you don't do. So be aware of that also. And this article is written by Allison Doyle. And it's fairly good. It's in my show notes. So you should look it up and read the whole thing. How to time your request. Timing matters when it comes to asking for a raise, so don't ask for one when your boss is having a bad day and hold off making a request as the company isn't doing well. If news breaks that a major deal fell through, for instance, ask to reschedule the meeting about your salary. Now, I would be asking my most direct supervisor, plug it in his head, because he's the one that's going to go to bat for you. Your most direct supervisor is the one that's going to make the recommendation that's going to be instrumental in how much you pay raise or if you get a pay raise. That's why you got to make sure you get along with that person. You don't have to like them. You just got to get along with them. Also figure out when raises are typically awarded. Amy requests a few months in advance, for instance, if your company awards promotion or cost of living raise at the end of a fiscal year in June, aim to make your case for a raise in April. That gives your manager to time to consider your request and meet with others responsible for determining who gets a raise and for how much. And don't complain, persuade. This isn't a time to whine about how much everyone else is making more than you or how you take on twice as much as work as they do. Even if it's true, complaining rarely convinces bosses to loosen up the purse strings. 
Don't talk about how much your own expense like rent or loans have gone up. Your financial situation is not your manager's concern. Instead, base your argument on data. Talk about how your accomplishments have added to the organization's bottom line and about the market rate for your role and skills. So be positive, don't be negative. Is a promotion a possibility? Is there any job openings that hasn't been filled that you're suited for? Wiggle your way into getting a promotion, which comes with a much bigger pay raise. So you got to be prepared with an agenda for the meeting and some salary scripts, have an argument for why you deserve more, and prepared to discuss it. Dressing the part, even if your office dress code is casual or non-existent. Now is not the time to come to work in your beach attire. Dress professionally. After the meeting is over, your boss should be thinking about the case you built, not what you were wearing during the conversation. I say dress professionally at all times. Look the part that you're trying to get the job for. Look the part that your position requires. That's a long-standing thing. And if they do have a casual dress code, Maybe do the casual dress on Friday, not on Monday through Thursday, and not when you're having a meeting with a potential customer or client. Having a plan B, what will you do if your manager says no and doesn't offer hope of a raise in the near future? Quitting on the spot is seldom advisable, but you'll feel more confident in the discussion if you have a backup plan pursuing leads at other companies. And that's why I said at the beginning, is this a company that you feel comfortable in staying with long term? Or is it just a stepping stone up the ladder? A place where you get some experience and then you can move up at a different company. So that's all very important. If your career, you have a contract, you need to fulfill that contract before you ask for a renegotiation of your contract. If at time is set for one year, unless you've completed or achieved the project that you was assigned to, if the project then changes, your contract has maybe been fulfilled. Once that happens, then you can renegotiate a contract. But I'm no attorney. I'm not really sure about that. So you should consult an attorney or whoever wrote up or helped you with your contract. So now you're doing everything you can do to help yourself get pay raises and be promoted at your current job. But for some reason, they're not hiring in your field. So you don't have the option of changing employers at this time. But you still need some extra cash to get by, maybe to help you pay down some school loans, pay off some credit cards or just increase your savings for your emergency fund. Then a side hustle is a way you could go. I would first recommend is to find something you enjoy doing. Do you have a hobby that you can maybe make some extra cash on? Do you have any special skills or knowledge you can help people with? And you can turn that into a side hustle where you can be paid to make 
extra money for things you enjoy doing, and that's really important. You can be a consultant in your current field, but I don't know about that because you might run into conflicts with your current position. So I would kind of stay away from that unless you know the person really well and you're going to be changing jobs and you can use that as a stepping stone to get in the door. But then you got to be really careful because if your current employer finds out, you could be in unemployed quickly. There's a bunch of side hustle stuff out there that you can do. If you're looking for something just to make money, things off the top of my head is established businesses that are looking for somebody to do on your time and resources, such as delivering food for Grubhub or delivering food for your local grocery store or uh, doing shopping for people. If you do, a, in my article I got here is from the collegeinvestor.com, side hustle ideas, 50 plus ways to make money fast. I'm not sure how fast it is or how much you can make, but you can check out the article. And they have a list of 50 things like deliver for DoorDash, blogging, online survey, search the internet, sell gigs, sell on eBay, online freelancing, ebook publishing. I mean, all this is time consuming type stuff. And it's a personal service type stuff. Dog walking estate sales. I don't know what they mean by that. Modeling, hauling service, house setting, pet setting, moving service, gardening service, painting service, pool cleaning service, be someone's friend, shoveling snow, donate plaza. I don't know how much you make on that. Get a part-time job, get a higher paying job. We already kind of talked about that. Cleaning service, rent your car, rent out room in your house. Rent your house on Airbnb, which is probably not so good now. Uh, Uber or Lyft driver, and there's on and on shoveling snow. A lot of these side hustles are, you. I would recommend doing one that's established, like the Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, delivering pizzas for the local pizza shop down the road. Those are all good ways you can make money. Now, delivering pizzas, you make more money on tips. You're going to use your own vehicle. You have to have insurance on the vehicle, and you have to have a dependable vehicle. Now, you're going to put wear and tear on your car. You got to keep those things in consideration. But it could be something you can do one or two days or nights a week. So it doesn't take up a whole lot of time, and you can make some cash doing it. How often they pay, I don't know. You can also do things I saw in another list. Do Facebook ads for local businesses. Go out and find a couple local businesses and see if they have anything on Facebook as far as advertising. If you're good with social media and know how it works, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, all those things, and you have a local business that's not using them, you can go ahead and be like a freelance consultant. You can set up and do their social media advertising for them for a fee. Now, your fee should be enough to for your time, but also cover all of your expenses. 
So if you're setting up like a Facebook page, you want to do it for them. And if there's any fees involved in advertising, like Facebook, you can do a, a four minute video to advertise a local business. And then you can promote it or boost it at a dollar a day. But don't use your credit card to do that. Use their credit card to do that. And you get paid separately from them paying the Facebook fees or the social media fees for the advertising. So there's a lot of them up there. You can do blogging. I'm not sure how you do money. I can tell you one thing. You won't make any money doing podcasts. I do this because I enjoy it. It's more like a hobby. I never intended to make any money doing this. But if I do, it's okay. Sell on eBay. I mean, everything you do has some risk involved and somebody trying to rip you off. Article I have a link to has links within the article on a bunch of different things. Survey Junkie, you can do online surveys and you get paid for that. Small buck surveys. You know, I tried that one time a few years ago and really didn't make any money. But if you don't need to make a whole lot of money, that might be good. And don't take a whole lot of time. I think I also saw get paid to shop, secret shopper or whatever they call that. And a lot of these ideas are, I would say, duplication of other similar ideas like deliver for DoorDash and this deliver food from restaurants. I would say if you have a hobby you enjoy doing, if there's any way you can turn that into making money, such as consulting, maybe reach out to other people with the same interest, hobby interest. Maybe you're higher level than they are. Maybe they could use some advice. You give them a little bit of freebies and then hold back the main thing and then charge them 25 bucks or something for that little extra advice that they maybe not be thinking of. Maybe they'll figure it out on their own. Also, look around your neighborhood and do things that other people are, are, don't want to do. I live in the north and it snows here occasionally, three, four times a year. And there's neighbors around me that never shovel their driveway. Sometimes they get lucky and in a couple of days it melts. But if their driveway is facing north, it's not going to melt. It's just going to get packed down. It's going to turn to ice and it's just going to be slippery. Maybe go over and offer to shovel their driveway for 50 bucks or $25. Maybe you have neighbors who have pets, dogs, I'm thinking, and they never clean up their dog poop in their backyard. Maybe you can go around and clean up their dog poop for 10 bucks a week, $20, $20 a week. Make sure you throw it in their trash can, not yours. You don't want to have a lot of dog poop in your trash can or bury it or do whatever. Or maybe it's a one-time cleanup dog poop because the snow is on the ground. They're not out there cleaning up dog poop. When the snow melts, it'll be dog poop everywhere. You can go and maybe say, oh, it's one-time fee, $20, and I'll clean up all the dog poop in your backyard. But I'm going to throw it in your trash can. I'm going to put it in this bag and put it in your trash can. Or maybe somebody has a service that mows their yards, but they never have their yard treated for weeds. I'm thinking dandelions because that's big here. He can offer to spray their yard, but you got to be careful there. Doing that and applying chemicals may have some risk because you might need a license to do that. It's just a thought or idea. You don't need a license to do it in your own yard. 
But if you do it for a fee, they call you a professional, and then you need a license to apply chemicals. Maybe they don't ever edge the yard. Maybe they mow their yard once a week and it's kind of ratty looking, but they never edge it. You can go over in the spring and offer, I'll edge your yard for $15. Your driveway and your sidewalk make it look good. Now, $15 is a number I'm throwing out there. If they have a long or a corner lot or whatever, you got to figure out how long it's going to take you and how much you want to make per hour. So if it's going to take you an hour, 30 bucks. It's going to take you two hours, maybe 60 bucks. Do one time, it'll look good for a while. And maybe midsummer, go back and hit them again. There's all kinds of ways you can make money. You just got to look for opportunity. Opportunity is usually dressed in overhauls and it looks like work. So people just don't do it. And that's Thomas Edison quote. There's a lot of truth to that. If you want to make money, there's ways to do it. You just got to look around and figure out. Check around, see who's hiring. A side hustle is something you do in your time for your convenience when you want to do it. If you get a part-time job working at the grocery store, then you're working their hours, their rate of pay. Yes, you can make some extra money. Yes, maybe it's enough for you to help you out. But if you want to be flexible, then doing your own thing is more important than you want to look for something where you can be self-employed. Also remember, if you're self-employed or not withholding taxes, if you're doing stuff for your neighbors, if you make more than $400, you're subject to self-employment tax. You got to file a Schedule C on your income tax return and pay self-employment tax. Also, keep track of any expenses you may have. Like if you're out doing deliveries, keep track of the mileage you put on your car doing that. Keep track of your gas receipts and maintenance and repairs of your car. It's an either or thing, but you want to take whichever one is the highest expense, which is usually going to be the mileage, but not always. If you use more than one car, you got to keep it separated. And I want to say more than one car, one car at a time. If you had a fleet of cars doing this, then the fleet, you have to use actual expense for your income tax. So it's just a matter of look around, keep track of what's going on, see what's available. Maybe you can deliver pizzas for a couple months and then maybe find something else. Maybe you can do Lyft or Uber. Maybe you don't like dealing with people. So delivering products might be a better fit. So it's going to be up to you. And recycling big also is one of these. It's not becoming a bum at the park rummaging for cans, although you can't do that. I'm talking about encouraging your friends and neighbors to leave their cans and bottles aside for you. If you want to take up a knock, look for recycling metal and scrap to get even more money. This is even easier if you have a truck and willing to haul for others. So he's calling recycling is picking up scrap that people were, you know, drive around neighborhoods, see what people were throwing away. If they're throwing away any type of metal, you pick it up, put it in your pickup truck, you accumulate a truckload, you take it to the scrapyard, you sell it. I'm not sure how much money you can make doing that because you're going to be driving a lot. Let's say estate sales. Instead of just selling stuff on eBay, you can also host estate sales. I used to host estate sales online and offline. And it can earn you a nice amount of money if you have customers with a full house of stuff. This is one of the early signs I did to earn extra cash. I would resell items from eBay and Amazon. Eventually want 
to conduct estate sales. To be successful, though, you're going to need help from some friends involved to help. Income, $3,000 per estate sale. And there's, they're called auctioneers. Do that. If you have a large estate, most likely it's going to be a farm or something like that and farm equipment. You can just advertise it, I guess. But if you're not a professional auctioneer, I wouldn't. You could do it, but it's not recommended. Let's just say that. If you're handy at fixing things, you can be a handyman around the neighborhood. And that's a matter of just putting out a little flyer or advertising on a couple streets around you and make a list of, I fix these things. I live nearby. I can be there on evenings or weekends. Whether it's fixing clogged plumbing lines or cleaning out gutters. You know, it's, again, it's things that people don't want to do or maybe they're unable to do it because of their age. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you listen to this podcast using an Apple Podcast app, please rate and review this podcast. For all your non-Apple users, you can download iTunes on a Windows machine and go to the upper left-hand corner, select Podcast, do a search, Reduce Debt, Increase Wealth. You can subscribe to the podcast and you can also rate and review the podcast. I appreciate any feedback that I get. So you should first concentrate on improving your current job situation by doing the best you can. Journal of all your accomplishments, projects you completed, and how well you've done. So you can remind your most immediate boss in the future that you may deserve a bigger pay raise than normal. If you're looking for a side hustle, try to do something that you enjoy. If you have a hobby you can turn into a profit business, then maybe that's the way to go. Or look for side hustles of things that are already established as your best bet because they'll have all the rules and regulation stuff under control and in place. So you won't be reinventing the wheel. Look for things your neighbors don't want to do will give you opportunity to make some extra cash and help out your neighbors at the same time.